This is Chapter Two of the American Claimant by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The American Claimant by Mark Twain. Chapter Two. Colonel Mulberry Sellers, uh, this was some days before he wrote his letter to Lord Rossmore, was seated in his library, which was also his drawing room and was also his picture gallery and likewise his workshop. Sometimes he called it by one of these names, sometimes by another, according to occasion and circumstance. He was constructing what seemed to be some kind of a frail mechanical toy, and was apparently very much interested in his work. He was a white-headed man now, but otherwise he was as young, alert, buoyant, visionary, and enterprising as ever. His loving old wife sat nearby, contentedly knitting and thinking, with a cat asleep in her lap. The room was large, light, and had a comfortable look, in fact a home-like look, though the furniture was of a humble sort and not overabundant, and the knick-knacks and things that go to adorn a living-room not plenty and not costly. But there were natural flowers and there was an abstract and unclassifiable something about the place which betrayed the presence in the house of somebody with a happy taste and an effective touch. Even the deadly chromos on the walls were somehow without offense. In fact, they seemed to belong there and to add an attraction to the room—a fascination, anyway. For whoever got his eye on one of them was like to gaze and suffer till he died. You have seen that kind of pictures. Some of these terrors were landscapes, some libeled the sea, some were ostensible portraits, all were crimes. All the portraits were recognizable as dead Americans of distinction, and yet, through labeling added, by a daring hand, they were all doing duty here as Earls of Rossmore. The newest one had left the works as Andrew Jackson, but was doing its best now as Simon Lather's Lord Rossmore, present Earl. On one wall was a cheap old railroad map of Warwickshire. This had been newly labeled the Rossmore Estates. On the opposite wall was another map, and this was the most imposing decoration of the establishment, and the first to catch a stranger's attention, because of its great size. It had once borne simply the title Siberia but now the word future had been written in front of that word. There were other additions, in red ink, many cities with great populations set down, scattered over the vast country at points where neither cities nor populations exist today. One of these cities, with population placed at 1,500,000, bore the name Liberty Orlovsko-Zalinsky, and there was a still more populous one, centrally located and marked capital, which bore the name Fridomolovna Ivanovich. The mansion, the colonel's usual name for the house, was a rickety old two-story frame of considerable size, which had been painted some time or other, but had nearly forgotten it. It was away out in the ragged edge of Washington, and had once been somebody's country place. It had a neglected yard around it, with paling fence that needed straightening up in places, and a gate that would stay shut. By the doorpost were several modest tin signs. Colonel Mulberry Sellers, attorney-at-law and claim-agent, was the principal one. 
one learned from the others that the colonel was a materializer a hypnotizer a mind-cure dabbler and so on for he was a man who could always find things to do a white-headed negro man with spectacles and damaged white cotton gloves appeared in the presence made a stately obeisance and announced mars washington hawkins sir great scott show him in daniel show him in the colonel and his wife were on their feet in a moment and the next moment were joyfully wringing the hands of a stoutish discouraged-looking man whose general aspect suggested that he was fifty years old but whose hair swore to a hundred well 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 washington my boy it is good to look at you again sit down sit down and make yourself at home there now why you look perfectly natural aging a little just a little but you'd have known him anywhere wouldn't you polly oh yes berry he's just like his pa would have looked if he'd lived dear dear where have you dropped from let me see how long is it since i should say it's all of fifteen years mrs sellers well well how time does get away with us yes and oh the changes that there was a sudden catch of her voice and a trembling of the lip the men waiting reverently for her to get command of herself and go on but after a little struggle she turned away with her apron to her eyes and softly disappeared seeing you made her think of the children poor thing dear dear they're all dead but the youngest but banish care it's no time for it now on with the dance let joy be unconfined is my motto whether there's any dance to dance or any joy to unconfine you'll be the healthier for it every time every time washington it's my experience and i've seen a good deal of this world come where have you disappeared to all these years and are you from there now or where are you from i don't quite think you would ever guess colonel cherokee strip my land sure as you live you can't mean it actually living out there well yes if a body may call it that though it's a pretty strong term for dobies and jackass rabbits boiled beans and slapjacks depression withered hopes poverty in all its varieties louise out there yes and the children out there now yes i couldn't afford to bring them with me oh i see you had to come claim against the government make yourself perfectly easy i'll take care of that but it isn't a claim against the government no want to be postmaster that's all right leave it to me i'll fix it but it isn't postmaster you're all astray yet well good gracious washington why don't you come out and tell me what it is what do you want to be so reserved and distrustful with an old friend like me for don't you reckon i can keep a secret? there's no secret about it you merely don't give me a chance now to look here old friend i know the human race and i know that when a man comes to washington i don't care if it's from heaven let alone cherokee strip it's because he wants something and i know that as a rule he's not going to get it that he'll stay and try for another thing and won't get that the same luck with the next and the next and the next and keeps on till he strikes bottom and is too poor and ashamed to go back even to cherokee strip and at last his heart breaks and they take up a collection and bury him there don't interrupt me i know what i'm talking about happy and prosperous in the far west wasn't i you know that principal citizen of hawkeye looked up to by everybody kind of an autocrat 
actually a kind of an autocrat washington well nothing would do but i must go minister to st james the governor and everybody insisting you know and so at last i consented no getting out of it had to do it so here i came a day too late washington think of that what little things change the world's history yes sir the place had been filled well there i was you see i offered to compromise and go to paris the president was very sorry and all that but that place you see didn't belong to the west so there i was again there was no help for it so i had to stoop a little we all reach the day some time or other when we've got to do that washington and it's not a bad thing for us either take it by and large and all around i had to stoop a little and offer to take constantinople washington consider this for it's perfectly true within a month i asked for china within another month i begged for japan one year later i was away down 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 supplicating with tears and anguish for the bottom office in the gift of the government of the united states flint picker in the cellars of the war department and by george i didn't get it flint picker yes office established in the time of the revolution last century the musket flints for the military posts were supplied from the capital they do it yet for although the flint arm has gone out and the forts have tumbled down the decree hasn't been repealed been overlooked and forgotten you see and so the vacancies where old ticonderoga and others used to stand still get their six quarts of gunflints a year just the same washington said musingly after a pause how strange it seems to start from minister to england at twenty thousand a year and fail for flint picker at three dollars a week it's human life washington just an epitome of human ambition and struggle and the outcome you aim for the palace and get drowned in the sewer there was another meditative silence then washington said with earnest compassion in his voice and so after coming here against your inclination to satisfy your sense of patriotic duty and appease a selfish public clamor you get absolutely nothing for it nothing the colonel had to get up and stand to get room for his amazement to expand nothing washington i ask you this to be a perpetual member and the only perpetual member of a diplomatic body accredited to the greatest country on earth do you call that nothing it was washington's turn to be amazed he was stricken dumb but the wide-eyed wonder the reverent admiration expressed in his face were more eloquent than any words could have been the colonel's wounded spirit was healed and he resumed his seat pleased and content he leaned forward and said impressively what was due to a man who had become forever conspicuous by an experience without precedent in the history of the world a man made permanently and diplomatically sacred so to speak by having been connected temporarily through solicitation with every single diplomatic post in the roster of this government from envoy extraordinary and minister plenipotentiary to the court of st james all the way down to consul to a guano rock in the strait of sunda salary payable in guano which disappeared by volcanic convulsion the day before they got down to my name in the list of applicants certainly something august enough to be answerable to the size of this unique and memorable experience was my due and i got it 
by the common voice of this community by acclamation of the people that mighty utterance which brushes aside laws and legislation and from whose decrees there is no appeal i was named perpetual member of the diplomatic body representing the multifarious sovereignties and civilizations of the globe near the republican court of the united states of america and they brought me home with a torchlight procession it is wonderful colonel simply wonderful it's the loftiest official position in the whole earth i should think so and the most commanding you have named the word think of it i frown and there is war i smile and contending nations lay down their arms it is awful the responsibility i mean it is nothing responsibility is no burden to me i am used to it have always been used to it and the work the work do you have to attend all the sittings who i does the emperor of russia attend the conclaves of the governors of the provinces he sits at home and indicates his pleasure washington was silent a moment then a deep sigh escaped him how proud i was an hour ago how paltry seems my little promotion now colonel the reason i came to washington is i am congressional delegate from cherokee strip the colonel sprang to his feet and broke out with prodigious enthusiasm give me your hand my boy this is immense news i congratulate you with all my heart my prophecies stand confirmed i always said it was in you i always said you were born for high distinction and would achieve it you ask polly if i didn't washington was dazed by this most unexpected demonstration why colonel there's nothing to it that little narrow desolate unpeopled oblong streak of grass and gravel lost in the remote wastes of the vast continent why it's like representing a billiard-table a discarded one tut tut it's a great it's a staving preferment and just opulent with influence here shucks colonel i haven't even a vote that's nothing you can make speeches no i can't the population's only two hundred that's all right that's all right and they hadn't any right to elect me we're not even a territory there's no organic act the government hasn't any official knowledge of us whatever never mind about that i'll fix that i'll rush the thing through i'll get you organized in no time will you colonel it's too good of you but it's just your old sterling self the same old ever faithful friend and the grateful tears welled up in washington's eyes it's just as good as done my boy just as good as done shake hands we'll hitch teams together you and i and we'll make things hum end of chapter two